Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of Tendy Talk presented by the BLPA Podcast Network. Also, I just learned the 39th ranked hockey podcast in Slovakia. This week I chat with Jake Turner, another goalie who found the podcast, enjoyed it, and listened to the plea at the end of every episode to reach out if you know a goalie I should have on the podcast. Jake is a goalie from the Boston area with a unique story in that he took up the position of goaltending his senior year of high school only to be thrust into the varsity starting role during tryouts when the returning starter suffered a season-ending injury. Without further ado, let's get to the conversation. Uh, Jake, thanks for joining me today. It's uh, great to have you on and uh, talk some uh, goaltending and anything else that pops up. Yeah, no problem. Excited to be here. Uh, long-time listener, I guess. Well, that that's good to hear. Uh, how, how did you find the podcast? Um, I guess just like uh, during cor- early quarantine, I was just looking for stuff to do. So I picked up golf. Um, we'll get into it, but uh, I, I just look, was looking back to get in the game for uh, playing hockey. So I was just looking up stuff for information and uh, came across your podcast. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you did. Always happy to hear when people are uh, finding it and enjoying it at the same time. That That's the goal. Um, so how, how did you get started in hockey in the first place? Yeah, so um, I got started probably around when I was like four years old, with my dad. Um, so you take me skating and I, I actually hated it. Uh, <laughs> so I quit. I quit until I was like eight years old. And right around when I was eight, uh, the movie Miracle came out. Yep. I was obsessed with that movie. So I think I, I watched it. I still watch it. I probably watched it about 30 times. <laughs> um, so I, I ended up 
starting to play again when I was eight. So mm -hmm. I played like in-house, then did some travel, um, but I was never a really good skater. Um, so around, I think like eighth grade, I ended up quitting again. Uh, yeah, you, you said you quit uh, and you were a defenseman at this point. Uh, yeah. But you, you quit to play some other sports around the eighth grade. What what sports uh, were you playing at that point that you just thought, hey, ho hockey can uh, go on the back burner now? Yeah, so I was a baseball player primarily. That, that was probably my best sport. And then I also played football. Okay. So it was between football and hockey because I didn't want to be a three-sport athlete. But, yeah. Uh, that 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 is tough having coached we had a few three sport athletes and there was a lot of um schedule juggling and it's you know okay yeah you're in season for this sport but you got to yeah. do this stuff um my son's a baseball player so i have to ask uh what position or positions were you uh most, yeah. mostly playing so i so i played first base third base and i was a pitcher okay um so i was pretty comfortable with my glove yeah yeah, my, my son, uh, he enjoyed pitching for a while. He, he's only a seventh grader right now, but he enjoyed okay. pitching for a while. But this year he's like, nope, I don't want to do it, uh, which is a bummer because he was good and he liked to, to close out games. And it's like, that's the one thing his team's missing is a closer. Um, yeah. And he used to really like playing shortstop, but this year he decided he just wants to be a right fielder. I was like, okay, so you, you want to play the position that gets the least amount of action. I see how yeah, it is. Always, uh, <laughs> especially when you're younger, it's like, I want to be that position, but it's it's good to be versatile. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of funny. I'm like, you sure you don't want to tell coach you want to try other positions? Nope, I just want to be a right fielder. It's like, yeah, no, not even try left field maybe? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. well, right field's a good position. Yeah, you know, he he's uh, he's focusing more on his hitting than his fielding. We'll, we'll put yeah, it that that's way. where I was too. I, I loved hitting. Hitting was yeah. the best part. But he he uh, he he uses a wood bat. Like I've offered to buy him a metal bat, he only uses wood bat. So I, I do love when he gets a hit. Just the crack of that wood bat sounds awesome. Yeah, nothing but the classics. It's great sound. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's he's kind of an old soul when it comes to baseball. Cause he uses the wood bat. He's got the high pants with the stirrups, and he's, okay. he's yeah. got the look down. If anything, yeah, he's, got, he's got the fresh look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. You know, you step away from hockey is you're entering high school almost and something happens going into senior year, you want to get back into hockey. What what sparked that? Was it just, uh, you know, the, the other sports were starting to wane on you or what? You know, I ended up quitting football because I had a bad concussion uh, my freshman year. So uh, I, I was out for quite some time, concussion. Mm -hmm. Um, and I always was, was a big fan of the like hockey in general. I'm a huge Bruins fan, never miss a game. Yeah. Um, and then I really enjoyed the, uh, the high school hockey team going to their games, uh, especially in playoffs. And they were nasty. Like my first three years, they went to like three straight North finals. Uh, they ended up losing all three, but they were, they were a good team. They had mm -hmm. a ton of talent. And, uh, so I think my senior year, they, they graduated like, I want to say 12 seniors. So it was a young team and they only had one goalie. And I, I don't know. I think I was like, roll, I was playing rural ho hockey a lot. And I was like, I don't know, maybe I'll try out for the team this year. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, well, then I might actually play. And then I'm, I'm a terrible, I'm terrible at skating backwards. Awful. 
Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, they don't have a backup goalie. It'd be good to, you know, get some, get some action. But if I can just get some action in practice, yeah. that'd be enough yeah. for me just to, you know, a free game. I can sit on the bench, be part of the team. Yeah. You I know, there'd be nothing better. Be, be that locker room guy and be around the team and feel like you're uh, useful in practice. But um, right before this, so, but you had never played goalie before, except maybe no. in roller hockey. So, I mean, this is quite the change for you. Yeah, it's a, I mean, as you know, it's a totally different type of skating. Yeah. It's, it's side to side. And I mean, I was focused on just going straight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the first day of tryouts, uh, well, I went you, to the locker room. Even before tryouts, what are mom and dad thinking at this point? Because goalie's not cheap to begin with. And now you're like, yeah, yeah I, I want to go back and play hockey again. But, oh, yeah, I, I want to be goalie and I need all new equipment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my parents are they were very supportive of the, the whole thing. Uh, and I was lucky enough that I had a, a good friend that would uh, his dad loan me his equipment. Uh, so I, I had a lot of loaning of equipment. I think the only I only had about three things that were mine. Mm-hmm. So I had a, a stick, obviously, the helmet and then the neck guard. Everything okay. else I, I borrowed. Well, that that helps when, you, when you're able to do that. So yeah. you're able to track down the equipment. Um, had you been on the ice before tryouts even started just to get some reps in or what? Yeah, so I went to one pickup hockey game um, and I put the pad, the leg pads on backwards. <laughs> I had no idea how to put them on. So I, I was tripping all over the... Uh, the, the like the uh I don't the they go around your legs the straps oh yeah so I was tripping on them because they were in the inside part of my uh my, my pad so I was tripping on them trying to play and I was exhausted I was like wrapping my arms around the net so like <laughs> I, I could just barely stand up mm-hmm. um, yep. I think at that point I wasn't in the best shape I'll be honest <laughs> uh senior year took a to- took a toll on me there yeah well we're, we're never quite in shape uh when we've taken time away from the game no. that's for sure so you're going into tryout senior year and what do you find out that first day yeah so the first day i walk in i'm walking in the locker room and the captain um he's, he's a stellar defenseman and he also played some wing uh came up to me he's like oh jake the uh the starter broke his pelvis in uh gym class today so you're our only goalie you're going to be starting this year like, I, I just thought he was, like, you know, playing a prank on me because I'm, yeah. I'm the new guy. I'm yep. going to be the backup, you know, coming in out of nowhere. And the coach came, I think, about 20 minutes later, and he came up to me. He's like, I was like, Coach, uh, uh, he made a, uh, the captain made a joke about uh, the starter breaking his pelvis during gym class today. And he goes, nope, that's true. You're, you're our only goalie right now. Uh, we're going to be trying to apply for a waiver to get someone from like the local, like a neighboring town for a, like a JV player to come up to play mm-hmm. for us. And uh, I don't think they got that waiver because I ended up starting. Oh boy. Uh, so you mentioned the team, the previous three years, they were pretty good. They were pretty competitive. Yeah. Very good. And, and now you come in having never really played a game before as the goalie. I mean, how supportive was the team, you know, as a whole in that situation for you? Yeah. You know, I mean, 
they were very supportive. Um, you know, obviously there's the the cracking of the jokes, but that, I think that's just part of the team atmosphere, especially in hockey. It's the, yeah. the chirps. Yeah, it's, uh, it, I've learned in the locker room if they're not picking on you, they haven't accepted you. It's when they're not picking on you that you need to be worried. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, you know, there's the occasional chirps, but I I appreciate it. You know, they're they're always really they, they welcomed me pretty well. Um, the goalie who broke his pelvis was always giving me tips on the when when he go to practice uh they, they really appreciate it because you know there was about four seniors who were gonna lose their year of hockey unless i played goalie mm-hmm. yep because uh, no one else wanted to really step up and play yeah it's not a it's not it wouldn't it wasn't gonna be a glorious year because we also had about 13 sophomores and freshmen who never played okay so, so e- even if the other goalie doesn't get injured there was an expectation for a drop off from the previous three yeah, years. Big, big turnover. Uh, I mean, they were they were young, so there's there was you know you never know, but mm-hmm. it, it was it was going to be a big turnover. Yeah, absolutely. So going in, you know, expectations obviously weren't very high. How did the season go? It did not go well. Um, <laughs> My my first scrimmage, I let in. Uh, I ended up getting food poisoning before. Oh, so wow. I was playing that game with food poisoning. Um, so I was in terrible shape. Number one, I had food poisoning. Uh, never played before, and then I ended up letting in like seventeen goals in a ninety minute in a ninety minute game. Um, and they had like three backup goalies, and they were just recycling <laughs> them every period. And there I was, like, oh my god, I can barely stand up. That's um, crazy. Yeah, I forget. So this, I forget. Did not go well. Who we were playing, but it was an issue where you know goalie was hurt and another one got sick. So rather than canceling the game, our coaches are like, "Well, you can have one of our goalies." And uh, so we we wind up playing the game, and the other goalie just stands on his head, and they wind up beating us because of him. We're like, "Dude, you couldn't have let like one or two by." Like, come on, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's always good, though. He's like, I beat you guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had fun with it. And even he was like, well, if, if I do that, then it's obvious. He's like, well, got to have some ethics in the game. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then he's always going to have that ahead of you guys, too. Yeah. So, so that first scrimmage doesn't go so well. You said the season doesn't go great. As the season progressed, did you notice your play getting better? Yeah, so I was lucky enough, the parents actually pitched together and got me a goalie coach. Nice. Um, so I, I spent some time with a, a really good goalie coach. His uh, name has slipped my name, but he's, pr- he's pretty well known in Massachusetts. Um, so I, I got better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I let in about 93 goals throughout the whole year. Um, and there was a couple games, though, where I kept the, the game pretty close. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we tied, we tied one, then we lost another three, two, but the rest were around eight, nothing mm-hmm. around there. Yeah. Well, w- but, when you put it that way, saying, you know, eight, nothing, that reminds me of my first two years of high school where it doesn't matter how good you play, the team's still not going to win. So it, it, it takes a little bit of that pressure off. And I say, it cause in league play, um, freshman, sophomore year combined, we went one 38 and one in that one win and one tie came sophomore year. <laughs> so we went 0-20 yeah. freshman year. Uh, now, non-conference play, we did do better, but we, we played in uh, arguably the toughest league in 
the state of Illinois at the time. So it, it wasn't good. So I, I feel your pain in that regard. The only difference is I had been playing goalie. I knew what I was doing. Yeah. Is getting on average 60 shots a game. So, you know, even though I'm letting in, you know, six or seven goals, my save percentage is still pretty darn high. In that regard. Yeah. I, I was it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because we had one game where I actually, I, I mean, I'm very critical of myself when it comes to, you know, playing the game because I wasn't good. It's true. But mm-hmm. there was a game where I faced 38 shots versus R3. And I only let in like, I think it was like seven goals. So, I mean, in high school for a kid who hasn't played, I, yeah. I, I, I that was pretty good. Yeah. You know, and it's sometimes we have to go back and look at things in that lens of like, okay, the result maybe wasn't what we wanted, but how did I do in the circumstance? Um, I, yeah, I know as I've moved into beer leagues, having played at higher levels and now I'm playing in the beer leagues and admittedly I'm playing a level or two below where I should be playing. Cause I want to play with the group of guys, not the level. And it took me a good season to just realize I need not worry about the final score and worry about all of that stuff. I need to worry about what I can control and how am I doing in that regard? Once I got to that point, it was huge. And it was funny because I don't know if you listen to any of the goalie by Garmin podcasts. They're, they're really short, usually less than 10 minutes. And he records them on it in his car on his way to practice. And then he'll put like eight out at one time. But uh, I, I was headed to the rink going, or no, I wasn't headed to the rink because I have my playlist I listen to and I head to the rink. But the day of a game, I'm driving around and uh, he was talking about just that, you know, focus on what you can control. Don't worry about your defenseman who maybe has rocks for hands or your forwards who have terrible shots because you can't control that. So don't worry about it. Worry about what you can do. And he even went on to say, you know, don't worry about your defenseman who's not taking care of the guy on your back door. You know, he should be there. He knows he should be there. The guy in the back door knows he should be there, but you can't do anything about it. You got to focus on put. It was like, once I adopted that mentality, I enjoyed the beer league a lot more. (laughs) Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, like it's definitely something that matured me a lot in that process because I think, you know, as a younger kid, I was, you know, you, sometimes you blame other people for something's going on, but in, as I kept playing, like, I was like, all right, I'm just going to control what I can, I can control. Yeah. And it, it definitely helped me like later in my life when I'm going for job, going for interviews as of right now, I'm working in sales. And so when some, when I, I don't get a, someone to get a meeting with me, I'm just like, all right, the next person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you go through this very trying year, um, just as a human, you probably grew exponentially because of it, um, where, you know, it's just a crazy circumstance. What happened after that senior year in hockey? Did, did you say, okay, I got my fill or were you like, no, this is fun. I want to keep doing it. And, you know, what happens after that senior year of high school? Yeah, I definitely said, uh, I'm going to take a little time off. I, I didn't even think I would play again. So I, I sold a lot of my, I sold the three things that, that I had. Um, and I, I just was, 
you know, I, I got a lot of tricks from other fans. The the crowds were, were rough in the other, <laughs> yes. uh, the other, <laughs> the other barns. They're they're rough. Yeah, so especially in Massachusetts. Like, eh, I'm not very good. Oh yeah, the, yeah. I mean, I, we were Division Four, I think, but you know, there's still some really good players in that division. There, there's a reason they call you guys massholes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, <laughs> so, def- they were, they were as advertised. In that yeah, yeah. It, it, I don't know. I, I always, um, when we we're playing away, I always fed off of the chirps from the fans. It was almost like, yeah. yeah. The, the more they did it, it was almost like the better I played because of it. I wish I could say I was the opposite, but <laughs> I took it more as like more, more of a humor type thing. Yeah. Uh, I remember one game, we were in a tough town. Um, it, it's called Lynn mm-hmm. and they were, their fans were hilarious. They like, they were giving me the business the whole game. Um, and like, I couldn't, I was just, I just, I, I'll turn around every once in a while to get my water and they were like, you know, flip me off everything. I was just laughing. I'm like, this yeah. is kind of funny. Cause like, you know, it's probably what you would be doing in the crowd if you were oh, there. Oh, absolutely, so. absolutely. Um, <laughs> so in my niece, she's now 22, but when she was little, like two, three years old, she would come visit me at college. And uh, when the varsity team was playing, you know, we'd sit behind the other goalie and I'd teach her, you know, to call the goalie a sieve. Well, then yeah. – they were in town for one of my games and she's sitting behind me and I hear her and she's calling me a sieve. I'm like, you know, I, I couldn't help but laugh at that point, but you are right. You know, it's some of those times in those away games, you can't help but laugh at what these fans are saying. It's like, I don't care who you are, yeah. even if it's directed at me, it's still funny. Um, exactly. You know, I'll, I'll take it, you know, I, the, the more creative, the more I appreciated it. And it, it definitely gave me like thicker skin because uh, I mean, as I was going for internships and jobs, like I worked in Congress. Um, so I, I, as an intern for Congress, I was, uh, I got calls from constituents and there's, you know, people who were calling into congressmen or some of the, you know, more strange people, you know, giving you a lot of chirps. So yeah, I, I was just like, I can't even do anything about this. They're just, ripping you a new one because of what's going on and whatever. Uh, So it was pretty funny. And then, I mean, I work in sales right now at a a software company and uh, some of the people, when you call them, they're nasty and you just got to laugh at it and move on to the next one. Yeah. It it definitely does help you for later on in life and your career to be a goalie. Um, Yeah. You know, it's funny because my role now is an analyst, digital marketing analyst which means I'm part of the marketing team, but most of the time I'm left off by myself. And my boss, when I was interviewing, she's like, so you'll be part of the team, but you're probably going to do most of your stuff, you know, by yourself. You'll, you know, might be a little lonely. Are are you okay with that? And I just started laughing. It's like, uh, yeah, I am because I'm also a goalie. So I'm used to being part of the team, but doing my own thing. Yeah. She's like, oh, okay. So I, I don't have to worry about that then. It's like, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. I mean, I mentioned this in every interview that I have and it always gets like a huge laugh. Yep. Uh, and it, people are impressed with it just because of everything that happened during it because it, it shows like just resistance. Yeah. Well, and I, I've used it in interviews too, where it's like, you know, because of being an athlete and playing uh, sports, I think that makes me a more valuable person because I know that you and I 
might not see eye to eye away from work, but when we're in work, we got to get along. We got to find a way to respect each other and feed off of each other. Just like outside of the locker room, I didn't get along with all my teammates, but once we were on that ice, you know, we were in sync with each other. We found a way to, to make it work. And uh, it's that skill that we learned, you know, playing hockey or playing baseball or football that carries over into our careers. And it's not easy to learn that outside of sports has been my experience. Absolutely. And, you know, coming from someone who wasn't a four-year player for hockey, it's definitely more special in that locker room than the other two sports that I was with. Yep. Yeah. Hockey locker rooms are very different than any other sport that's for sure you know i had a friend who was a soccer player in college he was like they couldn't get out of that locker room fast enough um you know baseball players they like to hang out but it's more of a you know just chill and play video games type of hangout where hockey players it is different it is more family-like it's a lot more picking on each other the closest thing i've ever found to it is my dad was a fireman in Chicago for 30, just shy of 30 years, going to the firehouse and being in the hockey locker room are very similar because it's just insult after insult at each other, but in a way that uh, is lovingly done with a lot of respect. And, and just like in the locker room at the firehouse, if they're not picking on you, if they're not playing pranks on you, then you need to worry. Yeah, I mean, that's how it started out for me because, I mean, again, I was an outsider, but, yep. you know, they were, I, I knew them through classes. I went to a small high school, but uh, I was definitely that outsider first. So there was no chirps and uh, I was, it was all business. So it was a little tougher to adjust. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was when I went to college, it's like, all right, I'm kind of, you know, I'm a freshman now. I, I got to find, find the ropes. It was like when, once the upperclassmen started kind of, ripping on you. I was like, okay, I'm starting to be accepted now. I'm, I'm going to be good here. <laughs> yeah. I'm good now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially, especially from Massachusetts. Cause that's like, I mean, that's all what our, my friends do. We all rip on each other all the time. I mean, yep. Pretty yeah. much how we converse. There's no other way. It's funny because having grown up playing hockey and my dad being a fireman and going to the firehouse with them every chance I got, that's how I treated my sister. So we don't say, I love you back and forth, which is say some of the meanest things you could say to each yeah. other. And that's kind of our way of saying, I love you. And my wife understands that explanation, but she doesn't like it. And she's like, you two just need to be nice to each other. It's unacceptable. I'm like, yeah, but if we were nice to each other all the time, I wouldn't know when she was drunk because when she's drunk, that's when she actually says, I love yeah. you yeah. and how good of a person I am. It's like, so there, there's kind of two reasons I treat you know we treat each other that way so we know when it's time to say it's time for you to go home now (laughs) yeah it's a more genuine way of interacting yeah it it is funny I mean there when things get serious you know and stuff's going down then then we can be serious and say what we need to say but uh, yeah for the most part I've treated my sister as if she were in the locker room too picking on her with some of the meanest things I could tell her (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the way it goes yeah, it's funny. And I've talked to her about it too. And she's like, uh, if you weren't saying those things, I would be wondering what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, same with me and my friends too. Yeah. So you, you have this 
crazy year of high school hockey, decide I need some time off. Did you come back to the sport? If so, you know, did you say, Hey, I want to play goalie still, or, you know, did you go back to playing out? I mean, as you know, now anybody not a goalie, we just call them a forward. doesn't matter if they're defense or not. So are you back to playing forward or uh, what's going on in that realm? You know, I just bought some equipment for goalie um, because I don't think I'm done yet. I think I, I want to get back out there. Yep. So I'm, I'm moving soon, but I'm looking for a team where I'm moving. I'm moving to D- the D.C. area. So okay. I'm going to be sending out some feelers soon. Uh, hopefully a beginner league. I, I think I want to take it slow at first. Yeah, well, and, you know, some of the best things, it's funny because um, I, I'm on the uh, Beer League Players Association Facebook page, and it's funny on how many times you see somebody post like, hey, I'm moving to this area. What's the scene like out there? And, uh, in the last week, I've seen at least two people saying, I'm moving to Minnesota. What's what's it like there? And, you know, us Minnesotans have piped in saying, you know, here, here are the leagues to take a look at. You know, if you're a beginner, here's one. If not, um, yeah. but uh, just do some searching on Facebook and look for the uh, local hockey groups. Like here in the Twin Cities, there's a Twin Cities goalie page. And that's where we all go like, hey, I can't make my game tonight. Who can fill in for me? Um, in fact, I was looking over earlier because I got a notification that, uh, one of the groups is looking for a goalie tonight. And it's like, I need a little, yeah. I, I need a little more than like two hours notice to make a skate. But, um, some, sometimes people will give me, give folks a little more time, but, uh, you know, that, that's the best thing to do is almost u- utilize Facebook for the, the reason it was invented for, you know, that kind of stuff, not, not yeah, trolling exactly. you know i think politics. it may take me a little longer to put on those pads yeah don't it, it may take me a little longer to put on those pads it it, it might be because you're older but don't don't say it's going to take you longer because you're kind of on the fence like how am i going to play and worry about it that that's what i've loved about the beer leagues is um you find the right level um and everywhere you go they're going to have different levels uh, so you, you mm-hmm. get in there, you, you let, you just, you let the team know that the truth, like, Hey, I've got one year of goalie under my belt. They're just going to be happy. There's a goal. They have two goalies, hopefully for the skate. That that's what makes them happy yeah, exactly. in the beer leagues. And hopefully somebody brings beer. You know, the, the best thing I've found is, uh, if I bring a case of beer to an upper level skate, doesn't matter how I play there's, there's yeah. no beer for after the skate and we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my friend has invited me to a couple pickups during COVID. I wasn't comfortable going out yet, but yeah. I was like, so he was the one that I actually joined. He was also someone who joined the team later as I did. We were both okay. baseball players, um, but he was a really good skater beforehand. So he's very yeah. talented. Um, so he joined the team as defenseman and he and he's been inviting me to go play because uh, they need a goalie. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not ready yet. Um you know, with just with COVID reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, you know, when they, they need a goalie, but it's a, it's a five bases type thing where if they need a fill in. Yeah. Well, you know, my advice is take them up on it, you know, because ice time is ice time. And if you're worried about COVID, you're at a nice rink. If we can put our hands in those gloves and not die, COVID's, yeah. COVID can't live in an ice rink. I'm, I'm convinced of it. It's just <laughs> every um, youth hockey team I, I've uh, known that 
has had a COVID breakout over this season. It wasn't because of anything at the rink. It was because of away tournaments and they were all hanging out at the pool or in each other's rooms playing mini sticks. It wasn't because of the rink yeah. because the, the stink of the rink kills COVID. If, if they yeah, could I, bottle I, that I, up. <laughs> I, I bought some used gloves and uh, they were something. I had, yeah. uh, I got them cleaned. Yeah. They were... Well, and saying you've cleaned hockey equipment is like saying you uh, cleaned mud. It, it, it doesn't do much. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you start sweating, it's coming back. Yeah, it is. I mean, if anything, you you got rid of the worst of the the stink in there, but it, it's it's going to come back. Trust me. Yeah. When I was uh, uh, when I was looking for an apartment, I, I literally said I need a balcony because I'm not mm-hmm. leaving my stuff inside. Yep. Yeah. So in uh, out your way, have they required masks on the ice or not? Um, they they weren't before, um, and I don't. I mean, most of my, my, like my, like state is vaccinated. I think we're at about 75%. I've been vaccinated for about two months now. Yeah. Um, so it's, we're opening up fully. So I, I mean, yeah, now, now it's time, now it's time to get back on the ice here in Minnesota. I don't know if we still need to or not. I, I need to check, but we had to wear a mask on the ice. So I got that CCM game on yeah. mask and it, it worked um, better than wearing a regular mask underneath that. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I got that as well. The, uh, uh, CCM one. Yeah. So, I mean, my advice is you're vaccinated. Most of your state's vaccinated. Get, get back out there. It's yeah, uh, I'm just waiting for that invite. It, it's the only, only way to get over that, uh, that fear or hang up is to, to face it head on. And like you said, as long as there's beer in the locker room afterwards, you yeah, can exactly. all laugh about you can all laugh about it. They're just going to be happy they have two goalies. Um, yeah, you know, absolutely. I've been at those skates where we, we need two goalies and somebody calls, you know, a brand new goalie. And it's like, yeah, it's, score is going to be lopsided. But, hey, we, we all got a decent workout. We all had fun. And, uh, you know, I usually talk with that goalie afterwards. And, you know, you find out, hey, we, we all just love the game and we're just trying to not get fat in our old age. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, after, if you're done with uh professional, whatever, you know, high school, college, yeah, whatever you're competitive. doing, what, what does it matter at that point? You yeah. Love I, the game. You know, I, I've said it on the podcast before, you know, my team, yeah, we play to win, but we're all, most of us are 40 plus now. And so if, if we get out of the game without an injury to us, that's a victory. <laughs> if yeah, if, bonus the, right if the whole team comes to the locker room and nobody's, you know, limping or, you know, missing a tooth or something. We're good. <laughs> um, yeah. So you, you get, you get up to work the next day. It, exactly. You know, cause that's the, our games are typically Sunday night. So it's like, yeah, we, we all got to start a whole new week this week. So uh, yeah. that, there, there's been a few times where guys are trying to cause trouble on the ice and we'll just look at them like, dude, we all got to go to work tomorrow. Like, what, what are you doing? No, nobody needs a black eye going into the office. Um, and a couple of times as there's been a scrum going on, other guys are just stopping. They're like, yeah, you got a point, you know, and then they just skate to their bench and the ref's like, well, that was easy. <laughs> you know, yeah, I even... I'm sure they'd wish it was that easy in the NHL. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, but they're, they're getting paid to do that. So that, you know, they're, yeah, there's a little difference there. Um, so you've listened to the podcast 
long enough to know that I like to do a list of 10 rapid fire questions. And mm. if you've listened to enough of the episodes, you know, I used to wait until I was about 50 minutes in and then go, okay, I'm, I'm going to be able to get this podcast done in an hour. No, the, these always take longer. Uh, so I'm trying yeah. to leave more time for them now. Um, so the first question is, uh, what's the craziest coaching moment from your playing days? And I, I got to imagine that even with the team you were on and the understanding of turnover, the coach had to have gotten frustrated a time or two. He was probably one of the most patient guys I've ever seen. Um, I think he never really lost his cool with our team. I, I can't, I can't remember a time. I think there was maybe once where there, there was an effort issue. It wasn't a skill issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you weren't trying, I think that's what bugged him more. Yeah. Um, but he was pretty calm, cool and collected. Uh, crazy. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't say there's anything involved with coaches, but I, I do have like a crazy story with uh, Cam Neely. Oh, let me hear that one. So, I mean, I, I played with his son actually on a travel team once. Okay. Um, and then when I got my award for the goalie thing, I, I met him down the line as well. Yeah. Um, so I think I was around eight years old and I was, we got off the ice after a tryout and uh, he, I'm like taking my skates off and I'm like a young kid. I'm like, Oh, they had us on the ice for like an hour. That was way too long. And <laughs> here it is a hall of famer right next to me laughing, you know, just laughing his ass off. Um, <laughs> with taking off his son's skates and he's like, oh, wait till you get to the pros. I'm like, they make you try out for the pros too. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because I used to work hockey camps and we would have these young kids and we're doing simple skating drills. And they're like, we want to do something f- more fun and blah, blah, blah. And like the coaches would look at us college players and they're like, Hey guys, what do we do at the beginning of practice? And we start doing the same exact drill. These kids are doing we're like, you're going to be doing these drills until you're done playing competitive hockey. So let's master them now so that, you know, you're good at them later on. Yeah. And these yeah. kids are like, I mean, but when do we get to see pucks? <laughs> there, there were some times, I mean, in high school the, that year, I mean, uh, we didn't see pucks for a little bit, uh, yep. especially early on. I, I was shocked about that, but I mean, you're right. Skating is probably half the battle in high school at least yep yeah i mean there were um times in college where you know it wasn't that we were being punished but the coach is like today it's all skating didn't even bring the pucks out and as a goalie we're like son of a gun you know this is gonna suck uh (laughs) yeah but you know it wasn't necessarily power skating it was just simple edge work you know Mm -hmm just as you do as a mite and it, it's good for those refreshers every now and then. Yeah. That's, that's what helps you win, especially, you know, if you're not the most talented team, those little things that you can do to get that, to get the puck. Yep. It helps. Yeah. As a baseball fan, you know, you'll appreciate the, the Minnesota twins and the uh, early two thousands. They were a pretty darn good team making the mm-hmm. playoffs most years. And Ron Gardenhire was their coach. And his thing was, Focus on the fundamentals. Do the little yeah. things right, and the big things will come. Uh, and that's when Ozzie Gian referred to the Twins as the Piranhas because they just kept 
battling away. It didn't matter. They, they were doing those little things right now. What's funny is the twins now aren't very good. And Isaac Gian was uh, doing color commentary for a game recently. And he said, well, they used to be the piranhas. Now they're the guppies because <laughs> they're not doing the little things right. You know, that, that's, that's the big reason. Yeah. It's uh, I, I've tried to focus out in my, my game as well. It's like, okay, what are the little things, the simple movement drills, the, the simple positioning, the simple positioning, um, you know, you focus on the little things and mm-hmm. good, good things happen. Um, so the, the next question is what's your favorite all-time goalie mask? Um, I mean, uh, growing, I'm a Boston fan, so I'm going to have to go with the two Boston guys, uh, Jerry Cheevers, that the iconic mask. Yep. And I mean, that, that's what I like envisioned when I first started when I was younger is wearing the old fashioned mask. Yeah. And then I saw the yeah. newer ones. I'm like, all right, those are cool too, I guess. But yeah, the Jerry Cheevers one is the coolest, I think. Yep. Um, now, and then probably uh, Tuca's Fenway mask was really cool. Oh, yeah, that one is cool. And he said to him, I was hoping the second one was going to be uh, Andy Moog's Bruins mask. That, that oh, was yeah. a pretty Those sweet are... one, too. Yeah. The Bruins have had some pretty good masks, I think, throughout their years. Uh, yep. More memorable ones, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what's your favorite rink that you've played at? Um, You know... I don't know if you got if the uh, like Midwest does this, but they did the Lake Placid stuff, and like all the teams used to go to that. I was never good enough to go there, so okay. I never really played at a rink that was like that rink. But I, I think I'm I'm more a pond hockey guy. I, I if I get outside and get a good background and playing yeah. hockey, I enjoy that. Yeah, a lot of times the answer to this question has been. Uh almost sentimental, like uh, the, the first rink guys skated at, you know, or, you know, their high school home rink, you know, it, yeah. and for me, it, that's been the same thing. You know, I've skated at bigger rinks. Uh, I skated at the Allstate arena where the Chicago Wolves play. And it's like, it was a cool experience, but it's not my favorite rink because it doesn't have those memories. Um, no, not at all. Yeah. You know, that the I mean, other I, ones I, do. I skated at Harvard, but again, you're right. It's the, it's the rinks where, you have that nice memories. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, some of the memories you, you don't share with uh, mom or dad or, <laughs> you know, on, on podcasts because they're not necessarily G-rated. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're always good good memories. Yeah, uh, definitely. So what's your favorite stick that you've used? I've only used one again. Uh, it, you know, it's right over there. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a warrior one. It's like it's Johnny Quick's. It was a okay. player. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't use many, um, but that was probably it's the only one I've owned. So yeah, that's uh, the stick I basically have now. It's the Warrior Swagger, uh, but it's the quick pattern, and I like it. It, it yeah suits. Me I, I listened well. to the uh, goalie gear one that you had, and it was really interesting his perspective on like the uh, the wood stick versus the newer ones. Yep. And how some people just can't use them. So yeah. I'd be interested to see. If, a newer stick would work for me because since I have no experience except for that one. Yeah. Eventually I'm going to have to bite the bullet and spend the money for a newer composite, but I'm one of those holdouts. I, I like the foam core sticks. Or, yeah. Um, it, it, I was, I forget who I was talking to, but uh, it was cause I, I grew up in a time where, you know, all there were were wood sticks to begin with. And my first goalie stick was a Titan. And the thing was 
a senior size stick and I was a squirt. So uh, that explains why I still like tall paddles. Cause back then I had my arm up here holding on to the yeah. senior stick, but it was so heavy. I got used to using heavy sticks where now I, I almost feel like if I don't have a heavy stick, like I might get to keep my blade on the ice. Um, yeah. Fall backwards. Yeah. And I mean, that, that was one of the things I remember my goalie coach saying, he's like, yeah, you want a stick that's a little bit heavier. It helps keep that stick down on the ice. <laughs> you yeah. know? So I, yeah, I, it, it'll be interesting when I do make that transition. Yeah. I've been, I've been looking at as just like, you know, a backup stick, the true hockey stuff. So I've, I've been interested in a true hockey stick. I think they'd be cool. Yeah. I I've, seen some of them and kind of played with them in the store i like them i just don't like the price tag <laughs> yeah, yeah that's the one thing about being a goalie it's not cheap no no it is not cheap that that's why they let us skate free in the beer leagues yeah exactly <laughs> um so what's your favorite youth hockey memory um i never really again i, I never really had like a favorite youth hockey, but I mean, especially the, the, really my career, when I look back at it, like my hockey career, it, it's been that senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was probably the most special when they invited me to the garden. Cause I, I won a sportsmanship award for, you know, playing this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I met Cam Neely again, uh, yeah. played with his son and I took a picture with them. And it was funny because I was like, uh, Mr. Neely, like, I played with your son and he's like, Oh, Jake, how you doing? And it, we took a picture and getting that award was really special just because it was a frustrating year. And just, it was a good sum summary, just how hard I worked to get where I was. Yeah. So the award, it was a sportsmanship award through what I'm assuming is, you know, Massachusetts mm-hmm. hockey. Um, how, how did you get nominated for it? Do you know? Yeah. So my coach, so the league nominates you like all the coaches they have a meeting at the end of the year and they nominate uh, a player Mm -hmm. and um i was i was unanimously voted obviously just because they all knew what i was up to and you know maybe they took a little advantage of taking extra shots during the game but Mm -hmm. uh they, they they thought i deserved it and i was very appreciative to get the award i'm guessing they they felt you were deserving of it because of the way you handled yourself on the ice too it's not like you were throwing temper tantrums or anything no like that. I, I i don't remember any time i think there was maybe one game where I, I i lost my cool but uh i kept it to myself really i never really took it out on anybody um just because i mean <laughs> what what could I, what could anyone do yeah you know, we big turnover with the team we got a a goal use a clear sieve there's really <laughs> nothing you could have done there so there's no one at fault yeah, it reminds me of my one year I ran track in college, though, where I was just doing it to stay in shape in the offseason and hang out with my buddies who are on the track team. And the coach knew that. And he goes, all right, so expectations for you are low. Uh, he's like, your times aren't going to count toward our team times because we have enough runners. He goes, but I just want you to get better every race. I want your personal best time to be better at the end of the season than it is today. I went, okay, that's fair. And as long as that happened, he was happy. And that's kind of how it went. And there were those races where I finished dead last by a mile, but my personal best got better. So I was like, all right, yeah. that, that, that's pretty good. And it, I, have you seen the movie Eddie the Eagle about the uh, Olympic ski jumper? No, uh, I have not. 
It's a fantastic movie. And towards the end, he's in the elevator going to the top of the lift at the Olympics with the number one ranked skier in the world. And the skier looks at him and says something along the lines of like, you and I are the only two people that are going to be pleased with our efforts here today. He goes, the silver medalist, the bronze medalist, everybody else, they're going to want to have done better. He goes, mm. but we know that we have done our very best here today. And yeah. you have the guy that's finishing first and the guy that's finishing last. And it was like, what an awesome, I don't know if that actually happened in that elevator or not. Um, but the movie made that happen. And it was just like, wow, that, that's a good point. Stop, stop chasing what other people are doing and comparing ourselves against them and look at our own talents and abilities and measure ourselves that way. And I was like, Oh man, I, I, I like that. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's, that's the philosophy I've been living off of since I've been a, like been a goalie. I mean, yep. you know, there's going to be stuff that's thrown at you and you just got to keep going and no matter what, what your talent is. Yep. It's funny you say that because my job, you know, there's days where they're just throwing stuff that doesn't even fit in my job description. They're like, you know, we, we really appreciate the way, you know, you just keep rolling with the punches. It's like, what are my options? <laughs> if, oh, you you know, if I say no, you know, there, there might be a discussion of my job. Uh, you know, it's like, no, yeah, just roll with the punches and do, do what you can do. Um, especially you in sales. I mean, that's all you can do. You know, not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to say yes. So go with it and move on to the next one. Yeah, it, it's, it, it, you know, it really prepared me for sales. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not, there's probably, like, I don't even think my internships prepared me enough for sales than that position did. Yep. Just because, I oh, you know, you're going to get people talk, chirping you. You're going to get, you're going to get uh, people not picking up. The results aren't going to come, but you just got to keep pushing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you mentioned chirping, so that's a great segue into the next question. What's the best chirp you have heard on the ice, off the ice, directed at you, not directed at you? You know, they were never really creative. They were just like, you suck, man, or like, you're a sieve. And I was just like, ah, oh, come on, at least give me something to laugh at. Yeah. Um, You know, I mean, I think the Lynn fans are probably Lynn's a, a city in Massachusetts. They're 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 the most fun. I think they're just like they're giving me the business the whole game. Um, they just look, hey, how's your girlfriend? And I think at the time I was dating anyone, so they they were just fun interacting with. They flipped me off and everything. I was just like, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's fun when you get those crowds and you start interacting with them, and they almost feed off it as much as you do but it's just like but then again those same crowds after the game if you wind up seeing them they have a little more respect for you it doesn't matter what the final score was they're like all right yeah they took it and they gave it back and you know that that was fun well it's an entertainment factor at that point like i mean obviously yeah. they didn't probably know that i was you know a first year goalie never, never played position at all yeah, but uh, you know, they see this kid letting in like eight goals, and they're like, "This is hilarious. Let's give him something and see how he reacts." Yeah. I easily could have gotten mad at the situation, but it was funny. It, it was. That's all you can do sometimes, right? Yeah. Uh, so this is going to be an interesting one. To see if you have an answer. Uh, but I mean, you've had the chance to skate in the beer leagues. What's the worst post game beer 
And if you haven't had a chance to have one yet, what's the worst thing you've had to drink after a game then? After a game, I mean, I, I never – I'm not going to say I drank in high school. So um, – but it was probably like Natty Light. Yeah. That stuff's not yeah. like the best stuff. Um, you know, it, it goes down easy. And it's got high alcohol content, but that was not my favorite. Yep. No, that's – yeah, the, the people who say that is their favorite beer um, – I could easily profile them uh, and tell you, yeah, they, they are, they're an interesting breed typically seen on the lower end of a totem pole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll, we'll put it that way. Uh, so when you taped your stick, did you go heel to toe or toe to heel? Uh, I definitely did heel to toe. And I know that's not a common way of doing it but no for goalies that typically is going heel. oh really okay those people that go toe to heel that uh is one previous guest said they're psychopaths okay (laughs) they're they're, they're the uh the psychopaths within the you know the the other crazies yeah yeah um no i i do heel to toe as well and i don't know it just it works yeah yeah a couple of the guys that go toe to heel say it's because the way they play the puck friction, all of that. And I go, okay, well, I've never been good at playing the puck. So I haven't had to worry about that. Yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't pay, play the puck for the life of me. I mean, yeah. It, it could never even pass it really. So, yeah, you know, and now I, I I'm trying to do it a little more now. Cause it's like, okay, I, I want to improve on something. So let, let's, take a few more chances what what the heck um but my my teammates know if, if third puck's getting dumped in i'm not stopping the ring around like they got to skate to it and they're, they're good with that now i mean i think the one time i went to skate out and get the puck i i swear to god a kid came in within 30 seconds or like three seconds stole the puck away from ring scored so I, I never really played the puck and the coach knew that i should not either yeah, it's. I I would have thought I got ran in college my freshman year, and got a concussion, pretty bad one. So I had every opportunity after that to just tell my team it's like, nope, not coming out to play the puck anymore, and they, they would have understood. But I I still tried back in those days. But uh, once college was over, it's like, no, no need. No, not puck. doing that. Not trying to get a, a Ryan Miller, Milan Lucci thing. Right, exactly. Uh, every now and then, if I'm at a fun pickup skate and the puck's coming around, I see like one of my buddies coming down for the puck. I'll go into the corner for it, and you know, because I know one, they're not going to run me, and two, I can you know just kind of turn my big old backside and uh, you know knock them down a little bit. And yeah, use the goalie equipment; it's big for a reason. Yeah, and, and you know we're both laughing the whole time, and I don't have to worry about them stealing it from me and going for the net. They're just they're trying to do the same thing I did to them. Just try and bump them and knock them over without smoking them. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. So what was your favorite number to wear and why? It's funny you mentioned that because, so we got these sweatshirts before the season started mm-hmm. and uh, my favorite number is 20. Um, and I know I, I listened to the uh, Ed Bell for one, so it's yep. nothing to do with him, but uh, I just love number 20. I have no idea. I have no idea why. Um, it's all over my social media. Um, those men are baseball. There's no yep. reason to it. Um, so I got 20 on my sweatshirt. And obviously 20 is not a goalie number in high school because they have 
they have jerseys already made. They, yeah. they recycle each year. Um, so I got that number on my sweatshirt and I ended up being number one. So <laughs> it's one or 20, but uh, nice. Yeah. 20, 20 is a goalie number though, at least, you know. Yeah. It's an underrated one, but uh, yep. One of my goalie partners in high school wore 20 because I was uh, 35 at the time. Another kid was 30 and he's like, well, I'm an Eddie Belfour fan. So I'll, I'll go with 20 because he was in, uh, was he in Dallas yet? Or is it so he was, I think it was, uh, yeah, he was in Dallas by then. It was right after he switched to 20 in San Jose. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, okay. And just lucky for him, we were getting a new set of jerseys for the, uh, he started out on JV at the time. So they were getting a new set at the JV level. So he was able to get 20 then. And then when, yeah, it's a great number. when he moved up to varsity his senior year, they were getting another new set there. So he was able to keep that 20 throughout. Um, yeah, he just lucked out. Yeah. So what advice do you have for young goaltenders? You know, I mean, I don't even know if they want advice from me. Um, but I, I would say a couple things is probably make sure you – keep playing other sports because it translates. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it helps me, prevent burnout too. Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, the glove was like kind of a safety net, even though I, I've heard a couple people say that like, it's not the same, but for me, that was kind of my, uh, my safety net is using the glove. Yep. Um, and then another thing I'd probably just say is focus on your nutrition, especially when you're young, uh, and just exercise. I, I laugh because as a beer leaguer, that's the last thing we focus on, Yeah, <laughs> which is why some of those games get really long because we're really tired because we're not eating right. <laughs> yeah, that's what, uh, I mean, during early in quarantine, I, I was like, we'd zoom with our friends drinking over the internet and I think I just stopped doing that. And so I, I, I lost like 40 pounds. So I've really been focusing on my nutrition and yeah. I got really into it and it can make you a better athlete. I'm, I'm, it is true. Well, even if it doesn't make you a better athlete, which it usually it gives you more energy and, you know, you're able to go longer into competition, but even if it doesn't make you a better athlete, it makes you a healthier one. Yeah. Uh, You know, and you can't put a price on your health. That's for sure. Um, You know, knock on wood, I've been pretty healthy. And so I've got that going for me, (laughs) but I know that only lasts for so long. Yeah, definitely. And then, I mean, oh, also, I mean, don't get down on yourself. I mean, no. I, especially as a young goalie, you're doing something no one else is doing. Yep. You're playing a position where you're going to get all the blame. Yep. So just keep your head up. Yeah, there were a few games there in high school where, you know, somebody would be picking on. I, I always had this comeback when I didn't play the game, but my goalie partner played the game, and it was one of those routes, and they're picking on for letting all those goals, and I'd just sit there and be like, why don't you put the pads on next game? Definitely. Let's see if you can do better. Nobody ever took us up on that. You yeah, know? no no one does. No. I mean, there were a few times in practice, like there would be a skate around Christmas time where it was just kind of a fun one. Then we would, you know, we'd give our pads to a teammate and they would wear it. Or after the season was over, we still had some practice ice. That Then we would uh, give our equipment to somebody else and we'd skate out. And it, it was always interesting that the next season or the next uh, time around those guys had a little more appreciation for us yeah yeah I imagine yeah in fact my very last high school practice our season was over but we still had practice time in case we went further into state playoffs one of these 
one of my teammates is wearing my equipment. I'm coming in on my first warm-up shot, and he pulls a Dominic Hasek, rushes out to me to do a poke check. So I wasn't worried about him. I was worried about my equipment. So I jump over him, and I come down. My hand went this way, and my thumb went this way, and I swore I broke my thumb. And I'm looking at it, and it was only our assistant coach running the scrimmage, and he was a year removed from high school. So he was, he was basically my age. We were friends. Yeah. He's like, Oh man, that sucks. Are, are you gonna, uh, you know, like head over to the hospital then because it was two blocks away. I was like, no, I, I worked at the rink and I, I went to the uh, supervisors. Like, Hey, I need a uh, ice bag. And they're like, why? It's like, I think I broke my thumb. And they're like, what? It's like, I think I broke my thumb. So they give me the ice bag. And I jimmy it into the glove and I put my hand back in the glove because it was my bottom hand on the stick for shooting. So it's like, I just need it to push. So I don't need to have a good grip. I, yeah. I just need, and my teammates are like, you're a moron. Like you're clearly in pain, probably have a broken thumb. It's like, hey, but it's an hour of ice. Why would I pass it up? And, yeah, exactly. and on top of that, if I leave, then he's got to take my equipment off and now you're down a goalie. So I, uh, played with what I thought was a broken thumb at the point I get home and we had late skates. I think by the time I got home, it was like 1130. So I wake my dad up. was like, Hey, I, uh, I think I broke my thumb and he's looking at it. And he's like, why do you think that? I said, well, it's kind of big purple and I can't move. And he goes, he's looking at it, he goes, yeah, I, I think it's broken. So he's starting to, you know, get his jeans back on and everything. Go, what are you doing? And he goes, well, we're going to go to the hospital. I go, why don't we tape it up and go in the morning so that we're not sitting there all night. Cause I'll be a low priority triaged. And he's like, Oh, that's a good idea. And he, I, I saw him smile. Cause he's like, I work the firehouse tomorrow. So that means your mom's got to take you and she's got to <laughs> sit at the hospital all day with you. So I showered up and I went to my sister who at the time was a junior nursing student. And I was like, Hey, I need you to tape my thumb. And she just looks at me and go, what's wrong? She goes, well, what do I do? And I look at her. I was like, you're the nursing student. I'm only in high school. Like you should know how to do this. And she's like, well, we haven't covered that yet. I said, you have any of those like tongue things where you gotta go, ah, and she's like tongue depressors, like looking at me, like I'm the ridiculous one now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I said, go get a couple of them and some tape. So she does. I was like, okay, now you have to open them up. Cause I only have one thumb. And she's like, oh yeah. And so she opens them up. I hold one on either side of the thumb and I go, now tape the hell out of it. She's like, <laughs> So she starts with a little bit like, no, like make a ball on my hand. I don't care. Just immobilize it. So she does. And my other reason for wanting to go in the morning is then I got out of school for the day. So then me and my mom went and they x-rayed and it didn't break, but the doctor said I would have been better off breaking it because it severely sprained all of the tendons and ligaments between the pointer finger. And so I wound up having to get a cast and everything else. And I, I went to an all boys Catholic school where we had to wear a shirt and tie every day, except for like the last week and a half of school, we could wear a school logoed polo shirt. Yeah. This was in uh, April, I think. No, it was March. And I come walking in in a polo shirt. And the very first person I see is my principal. He goes, uh, where's your shirt and tie? And I simply held up my cast and he goes, mm -hmm. okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. That's a good reason. Like, good, yeah. Or no, he sees me, he goes, why don't you have a shirt and tie? And I said, well, I broke my thumb. 
He goes, do you have a doctor's note? And then I held up the cast. He's like, okay. He goes, but why aren't you wearing a shirt and tie? And I said, have you ever tried buttoning a button with just one thumb? Yeah. And he goes, no, I haven't. So then he like unbuttons his top button and he tries doing it with just one hand. He goes, okay, you can wear a polo shirt until the cast comes off. Well, the cast came off when we could finally start wearing the polo shirt. So it worked out kind of nice for me. Uh, but yeah. it was just funny, like, uh, where's your tie? Uh, try buttoning. Uh, and I had to explain that to a few of my teachers. And it was funny because each time they're both uh, all like, oh, yeah, that, yeah. That, that is, it can be done, but it's going to take like 45 minutes. And that the other fun thing was the first time I went to uh, wash my hair, we had the shampoo bottles and I'm trying to like squeeze the shampoo out because we had a medical supply shop by us. It had, it looked like an oven mitt, but it was neoprene and it had a, um, uh, like blood pressure pump on it and it vacuum sealed it around my hand. So I could still shower with a cast on, which was good, but I'm going to wash my hair and I've got this bottle of shampoo and I'm going, how am I going to get this out? So I'm trying to squeeze it under my elbow next to my body. That's not happening. I try and be between my knees. That's not happening. So finally I just say, screw it. I'm not washing my hair tonight. <laughs> and after I showered, I went to my mom and dad's like, next time you guys are at the store, I need you to get some shampoo with like the pump. Yeah. The pump. And they're like, why? And I, I explained to him and my, my dad's just laughing, just try, envisioning me trying to like do this in the shower without falling down and cracking yeah. my head open. So do they go and get like a small bottle with the pump? Like we get our kids. No, they go to like Costco and get the giant, like 55 gallon drum with a pump to where that, that thing was there until they moved out of the house probably just a few years ago is like, oh, yep, yeah, still there. The shampoo is probably no good anymore, but he's yeah, still, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. Yeah. Uh, so where can folks find you on social media if they want to follow you, Jake? Uh, yeah. So I think my, my uh, Instagram handle is JFT. IB20. Um, I, I also run a, a Red Sox podcast, so they can oh. follow us on Twitter. Uh, um, so it's uh, at Soxcast Podcast. Uh, so awesome. I do that with a couple of my buddies. Awesome. Yeah, I, and, uh, I uh, always remember my wedding date because we got married the same day as game one of the 2004 World Series. And people are like, Really, that's how you remember your wedding day? It's like, well, how else is a sports fan supposed to remember important dates? Yeah, it's a um, special day. Yeah, and luckily my wife is a fan of sports and baseball. And so when we were on our honeymoon, uh, we went to the bar to watch game four, to watch the Red Sox win the World Series because she's like, all right, I get the significance of it. And we honeymooned in Chicago. And so we went to the ESPN zone and we we're just surrounded by a bunch of Red Sox fans. And she's like, this, this is kind of cool to be around them. So, yeah, you, you see the passion they have. Uh, I mean, yeah. I was I was younger, but you know, my family suffered through those years, so you you have the that pain. So yeah. now that we're, you know, Boston sports is really just engraved in you as a young kid. So yeah, they're a part of your life. When well, they you, do bad, you don't feel good. You've grown up in an era where Boston sports have been phenomenal. I mean, every team has won. Uh, yeah. multiple times. Um, I grew up in Chicago, a Cubs fan. So 
that was really rough as a kid because I grew up on the south side in White Sox territory, like in the north side team. So bad enough I'm a it's Cubs no, no. fan. Yeah, bad enough I'm a Cubs fan, but I uh, I got to live in White Sox territory and be the only Cubs fan. It's funny. I was the only diehard Cubs fan in my grade school. There was another kid who liked both teams just because he loved sports. Yeah. So I give him the pass. But everybody else in my grade was a White Sox fan. But since 2016, an awful lot of them have been saying they're lifelong Cubs fans. And I'm going, really? I have more respect for my classmates who were cheering for the Indians in 2016 than the ones that jumped on the bandwagon. Because I was cheering for the Astros in 2005. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like, if, if you're going to be a true fan, stick with it. Don't hop on the bandwagon. My mom yeah. tried saying, well, we're cheering for the White Sox because they're the Chicago team, I go, no, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, definitely that, no, no. Yeah. I, I could never see myself rooting for, I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a hockey, I like, I love the hockey history. So yeah. there's the Hartford Whalers. Um, yeah. They were big Bruins rivals. And now they're no longer a team. Like I saw a Hartford Whalers and I'm like, oh, I like their logo. But they were yeah. our rivals, so I'm not wearing that. Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I think the Detroit Red Wings logo is fantastic. But I hate Detroit. So no, yep. never, never going to happen. St. Louis Cardinals, beautiful uniforms. Never will I have anything St. Louis Cardinals. No, absolutely can't. not. Like, in fact, the whole city of St. Louis, is just a dump for no reason to go there. If you're yeah, there, go in the arch and get the heck out of town. Yeah. It's the same way I feel about New York. I mean, yeah. I, I went there on my 21st birthday and uh, I was like, this isn't that nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it, it's funny. Yeah, so so you got the Red Sox podcast. Um, how often do you guys put episodes out, and do you do it in the off season? Yeah, so we just started during quarantine. We're a couple oh, of buddies that just wanted to start out. Um, so we don't we don't we probably about once or twice a month we put out a podcast. Yeah. Uh, um, but we're uh, starting. We're sending out another one with one of our friends, a Yankees fan. So oh, that would be fun. In the next episode. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I think uh, a lot of people take for granted what goes into putting out a podcast sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tried editing and um, I, I, I told my friend, I'm like, this is this is hard. Yeah, that's I do very simple editing and um, I just cut off the niceties that come at the beginning of the podcast and at the end and everything else in the middle stays. If somebody curses, yeah. they curse. If we have a little bit of a connection issue, we have a little bit of a connection issue. Um, yeah, it happens. I mean, the people, especially if you got a job, I mean, that, that's yep. that's three hours out of your day. And then if you have a family, it's yep. it's, it's difficult. Yeah, I'm having that issue right now with doing some scheduling because my son plays baseball. And Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we almost always have practice or a game. Uh, the, this week is just, uh, you know, an aberration because the coach's wife wanted to go out and do, she knew by this point in the season, she was going to want a night to herself uh, away from all the boys. So she scheduled it and told her husband, you're not having practice this night. <laughs> and so yeah. it worked out. Um, but, you know, there's been some Friday night and Monday night uh, games and practices as well, which makes scheduling guests uh, a little more difficult. Um, yeah. It, it's been hard. I mean, we have to do it at random times. Um, Yep. We've done it at like nine o'clock at night. Um, I, I'm a, uh, 
since I've graduated college, I cannot stay up past like 10 o'clock without being tired. So yes, I, I was like asleep during it. And uh, they had to liven me up a little bit, uh, get me ranting. It, it's funny you say I'm usually in bed, not sleeping, but in bed every night by nine. Um, and if we're out late, it's like, it's nine o'clock. Like it is my bedtime. Like, what are yeah. we doing? We are old people. Um, and it's just funny because now you start eating earlier and it's because of baseball, we try and eat before practice sometimes. And so like, we'll be sitting there at four 30 eating our dinner and they're like, when did we become these old senior citizens? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the funniest thing on how quickly you become the old person. Um, I look at my niece who's, you know, 22 and she's going out and doing all this other stuff is like, enjoy it now. Enjoy yeah. it now because you're going to get old quick. <laughs> I mean, I'm 23 and I already feel like that. So I'm going to be turning to Larry David soon. Yeah, it's it's funny when when that starts happening. It's like, no, I don't care. I got zero shame for it. It's just, this is what I need to be me. If I, if I want to have a decent day of work tomorrow, I need to be in bed by nine. I need my eight hours of rest. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, we, we have a puppy and that that was cutting into sleeping time for a while and uh it showed on both of us <laughs> yeah definitely I mean, yeah dogs are, dogs are another child yeah absolutely um at least for the first six to eight months they sure as heck are yeah uh, you know after, after that they should be pretty well in their ways and i mean they they still have their needs but it's not you know getting up every two hours and no yeah all that other stuff oh but well, Jake, I appreciate you taking time out of your day. I appreciate you reaching out to, uh, you know, be a part of the podcast after finding it and being a, a listener. I, I, I like that. Uh, hopefully we can find more people like yourself that stumble upon it and uh, enjoy it. Yeah. Happy to listen. Happy to be on the show too. I hope you enjoyed Jake's story. I know I did. I can't imagine what Jake was feeling when he heard the news that he was going to be the starting varsity goaltender when he was just getting into the position, thinking he was going to ride the pine all year. I remember the nerves I had as an experienced goaltender when I first got the call to start in a varsity game. Be sure to follow Jake on Instagram at JFT20 and on Twitter at JFT underscore IV underscore 20. Be sure to also follow his Red Sox podcast at SoxCast Podcast, all one word, on Twitter. On another note, I'm thinking of taking a few week break as we venture into the summer months and a busier baseball schedule for my son. With either a game or practice most nights of the week, it makes it difficult to schedule podcast recordings as I do work a full-time job too. This doesn't mean the podcast is ending by any means, just a short summer break. Plus, with the Stanley Cup playoffs and finals, you'll have plenty of hockey fill. I may drop an occasional episode here and there when I'm able to schedule a recording on a rare day off from baseball, so be sure to subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening on to ensure you don't miss any episodes. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Also great places to find out when new episodes are coming out, simply by searching for Washed Up Goalie. Visit washupgoalie.com for some great hockey-related content, beer league hockey video highlights, and of course, all podcast episodes. If you want some Wash Up Goalie or Tendy Talk apparel, be sure to visit my Threadless shop by clicking the merchandise link on my website. 
If you like this podcast, go listen to the BLPA Big Show. It's the OG BLPA Podcast Network show with a couple of beer league players chatting about beer league sports, draft experience shenanigans, and exploits from around the game. The show is hosted by Nick Jones and a previous Tendy Talk guest, Trish Dangle, with other co-hosts filling in occasionally. I need to thank the band The Zambonis for allowing me to use their music on my podcast. You can download their music on iTunes or listen wherever you stream music from. I'm working on lining up other goalies to talk to, just like Jake. If you are a goalie or have connections to a goalie who I should talk to, shoot me an email at washedupgoalie39 at gmail.com or shoot me a DM on social media. And let's not forget, if you are a brand who wants to sponsor the show, be sure to reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk. And finally, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on the podcast platform you're listening on. It's a quick action on your part that helps others find Tendy Talk. Until next time, keep your stick on the ice and your body square to the puck. Samsonov, he shoots and scores, you know it.